Welcome to another episode of The Dragon and That Sucker. Today we will be bringing you content that will be exactly like last week, which is about absolutely nothing. Enjoy! Welcome to Tadats. We are stoked to be here. It is a fantastic day. We are now in spring. Spring has sprung, sprung up, springing spring sprungs on the sprungy, springiest spring of 2021. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Tadats. Uh, Got the dragon and that sucker making the comeback. How's it going, that sucker? Man, it's going a lot better this week than it was in previous weeks, and I'm hoping that we continue to improve from previous weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, we are fortunate to have with us today a guest, the guest star, the guest of honor, a.k.a. Dave the Germano, a.k.a. the man, the myth, a.k.a. forget what I just said, a.k.a. shooting it down range, a.k.a. go get that meat, that guy with us today. Thank you for joining us, Dave Germano. Thank you very much for having us. That was quite an intro. We are rolling into that random guy rolling out of this podcast. Rolling in, rolling out, rolling through, passing by. Can you actually roll in a podcast, Cody? I don't know, but you can slide in. Well, we know one thing. Dave is known for sliding in. So welcome. Thank you again for joining us, Dave. Um, Tell us about yourself. Uh, my name's Dave. As everyone that's enough. Knows. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, wow. that suck it. This has been a good podcast. <laughs> Dude, We're gonna close I didn't it out with that. that. Just end that on a high. Well, uh, don't think it's going to require much editing, but we are definitely going to edit just that part. Uh, just this that is Dave out, part. and then uh, we're good. I think it'd be a perfect podcast. This might be our best podcast <laughs> once we do that one little editing. Uh, a short uh, podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dave. I uh, uh, rudely interrupted. No, it's okay. You need that. I'm a guy that's kind of like just the facts, you know, just the data. So uh, I live in Colorado, Castle Rock, Colorado. I work in technology and uh, I used to work with Cody. I have two children, one wife. When I can, I I enjoy lifting weights and uh, going hunting. And I used to enjoy motorcycles a lot, but I had to sell those when the second child uh, was conceived. And so that's, that's pretty much me. I don't know if you need more info. I feel like you ended on a downer, though. Um, we need a high we, note. Can we can we end on a high note? Say something positive that everybody smiles about, as opposed to feeling so. I don't know. I I, I miss it, but uh, I guess I don't think it was that much of a low note. I mean, you know, we all have things we want to use to fill our time when we have spare time, and I've 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 picked up other hobbies to do so that are safer. My wife, you know, she's pretty smart. She knew that uh, I wasn't going to die. Well, she took out a life insurance policy, so mm. she figured she'd be set if I died. But then she got smart, figured out I'm not going to die. I'm just going to be in a wheelchair with a colostomy bag for the rest of our lives, and she's going to be changing that bag. Um, so she made me sell it. And and she's got some wisdom there. I, I think it's kind of a high note that it went, although I'm probably going to get another one just as soon as my kid gets big enough. Well, I think the fact that your wife is willing to clean and replace your bags is uh, a true sign of what love is. So that, by nature, is a high note. I agree with you. You okay there, Cody? I had to push my wheelchair around with my (laughs) breath. Oh, Cody, Cody, Cody. That is so so risky, man. 
the CC police will come after you soon. So, so be careful, Cody. Be careful. Mm. The CCP is actually the capital chilling penis. I don't have one of those. You don't have a penis? Uh, I don't have a capital chilling. Penis. Oh, got it. Why are we talking about penises on our podcast, Cody? You brought it up. No, I brought up CCP, the cancel culture police, not the acronym you just used for whatever reason. I was referencing the penis that they are as well. I don't have one of those. They're normally referred to as dicks. That is true. Okay. You're right. Hey, cancel if you uh, feel the need. Um, It's just, it's usually misguided, I think. That There's nothing wrong with counseling as long as you are guided. That's my opinion. I mean, we all do it, right? I'm not going to patronize this company or that company because of their stance on these things, or um, I don't like the way they treat their employees. Uh, you know, we all have our reasons, so we all kind of do it in subtle ways. Uh, I mean, I guess the problem is when it's misguided and you gather up all your your friends, and it turns into this misguided campaign, which really impacts people for the wrong reason. That's my opinion, That's anyway. Deep. That is freaking mind blowing. Uh, everybody, we're just going to turn the time over to Dave. He's going yes, to. Yes, Dave. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just hit mute and go ahead for the next one. hour yep. and, and just, uh, just educate us, please. Going down the. Uh, hey, feel free to cancel. Just know your shit. <laughs> know your shit. Get your facts straight. And once you feel like you have to have your facts straight, you're probably going to be pulling that trigger a little less often because you're going to say, I don't know enough about that to really start that cancel co- campaign. That's a uh, so fun that to be emotional. It is, you know, yeah. it's just fun to be emotional. That's that's I, not I, a no, opinion, I Cody. I, I prefer to be emotionless. I can identify with that, but I think most people really seek out that emotional feeling, right? That's why they click on the things in Twitter that I, they know are going to piss them off. They go seek out more. It's a human <laughs> nature thing to find it. You got to You got to go find it. Go seek it. All right. Well, I, I think I think what I'm trying to say here is going to resonate with both of you. And that's really all I really felt like I had to express. That was, I'm speechless, Dave. I don't know about you, but I'm speechless right now. Yeah, it was good. It was deep. Um, yeah. I really felt it. It's right here. Oh, you good. don't know. I just it hit my like, chest. Okay, thank you. It looked like you're pointing at your penis. No, uh, no, there was no point. On, we're back on that, huh? Okay. <laughs> hey, have you guys heard the new Justin Bieber album? Because I hear it's I hear it's banging. It's very, very, very. Yeah, I heard I heard it. It's uh, is it it's, called very, very, very? No, but he does have a song called Baby on one of his albums. So I heard. <laughs> yeah, and I heard also that if you turn it up loud, it's really banging. Like it's loud. Like you have to gang bang banging. Loud. Um, I wouldn't say gang banging. It's Justin Bieber, after all. I don't know. Have you seen all the tattoos on him? He looks like a gangbanger. Uh, I'm, I've got tattoos, and I'm not in a gang. Nor but you don't have would tattoos. I be mistaken for tattoo gangbanger. If you had 98% of your body with tattoos, you would be mistaken as a gangbanger. Or a rich white dude. But whatever. Um, that's neither here nor there. Potatoes, potatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. No, no, no. Potato, tomatoes. Tomato, frittatas. Let's just move uh, forward. Pretty much exactly what I'm saying. And so, listen, so we're gonna we're gonna roll through yes, this. this is we're gonna rough. roll through this podcast. We're gonna actually start over right now with recording the the podcast now. Okay, so right now we are officially recording the podcast. Hey Dave, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about Cody. 
Wow. A little bit about Cody. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I think you're his co-host, but I'll give it a shot. I worked with Cody for a couple of years and we've stayed in touch ever since. Maybe it was longer than a couple. I think it was more like five. Some people but would yeah. say a couple's five. I've, I've actually gone to drive throughs and I've asked for a couple donuts mm-hmm. and they would ask me how many donuts would I like? Because they weren't sure if I wanted five or seven. So I had to actually tell them two because couple is so subjective. It could actually be 15 or half a dozen you know, donuts, depending mm-hmm. on that is where, where you live in this country. Depends yeah, on how many tattoos you have as well. I mean, if you have tattoos, a couple could easily be a gangbang. Um, I asked the Biebs that question. But I, I think Cody is very, uh, very analytical. Uh, he's very analytical. You're, you're very emotionally smart, Cody, and uh, you're a good communicator. And uh, we I, call I, that I, we call that in in my neck of the woods, emotionally quoting. Yeah, sure. The emotional IQ, right? EIQ. Would you agree with that? And I mean, are we saying the same phrase? We are saying the same thing, except what I'm talking about is the quoting of the emotion. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe we're not saying exactly the same thing, but we're using similar words. You're, you're not part of my people. And so it's going to be hard for you, Dave, to understand my people. Sure. Remember when I said he's a good communicator? Can we edit that part out? (laughs) (laughs) It's really important to establish uh, appropriate language when when defining my people as well. Uh, Yes. So I just need you to understand. It's because I'm black. So my people. Sorry, what happened? Your your shirt's black. Yeah, I'm wearing black. Black shirt on, black pants. Got black headphones on, black black headphones. My glasses are black. That's what you mean by your black pants. Yeah, not not that I'm black of soul. I'm not a dark soul. I think that's who you're potentially referring to as you the, the the Pixar movie soul. So we're talking. Yeah, about? I'm not like that. You're not that Pixar soul. character. Okay. No, no. That would require you to be to play saxophone. I'm pretty sure you, you don't know how to play saxophone, Cody. Yeah, I don't play saxophone. Well, I mean, I do know how to play saxophone, to be honest. It's a little scary that I do know how to play. Nah, I actually do. Look, let me tell saxophone. you. Saxophone. Any, any I've instrument seen with you with a saxophone, Cody, and I've never seen you play it, ever. I don't know if you've seen me with a saxophone. You've seen me with a saxophone one time. That was one time. Wait, What's did difference? you say you've seen him with a saxophone, but you've never seen him play one? Correct. But he's saying it wasn't a saxophone, it was a saxophone, and I'm trying to understand the difference between the two. One I'm playing and one I'm not. How do you play a saxophone? I can't describe that. This is a rated PG through R rated podcast, and this the description just defies all. It blows out the ratings, becomes an podcast is pretty explicit. If you go back and look through all of them, every one was rated explicit because of one of the co-hosts. Well, I try to control your tongue um, and your language, but it's difficult. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm doing my best. The great news, the great news about what I'm trying to say is that as you prepare your mind for being blown wide open, let's say in the context of not having your actual skull ripped apart and you're being open, but like metaphorically, your mind being blown open. You're going to come to a point of realization that what we say here on this podcast is likely the most irrelevant thing to logic that can be irreverent at the same time. Wow. 
mm-hmm. that was beyond profundity. Yes, it was it was protagonistic almost, almost, not quite. Uh, so we we have had crazy week. We had a great, great podcast ready to release uh, immediately after we recorded it. Immediately. It was you not needed up. to be edited. You will bring that up, Cody? Okay. All right. I see, I see it, vanished, it vanished in the air. But the great thing is, Bree, and here's, here's what's crazy. I'm going to walk you through this week. Please walk me through this week after you just made me that, feel like crap. Just two seconds That was ago. meant to be. Because after we recorded, I thought... I think that was one of my personal worst podcasts I've ever done. <laughs> Number one. Number two, we got to bring a guest in. And I've been trying to get this guy on to our show for months. I've asked him week after week, uh, and he said no every time. Just absolute flat out. He's like, you're going to have to pay me one time. Next time, he's like, listen, I'm sick. Uh, I'm like, that's interesting. You shouldn't say you're sick when you're FaceTiming me from a beach, uh, which was fine. The other time he said that he was just straight up busy. Um, I said, what are you doing? He's like, he said, I, no, busy. Uh, he was bougie at one point. But oh, he, okay. he, the, the, he was like, I'm busy. I said, what are you doing? He said, and click. And that was it. It's just been, it's been kind of, it's been kind of just one of these things. So just grateful that he's on. I have been really focusing in on a change of mind, a mindset change. Uh, I've always thought of myself as a positive person, but I've got a negative record playing in my, my mind that I'm not good enough. I'm too small. Just I mess everything up. I'm never perfect. There's just tape recording that goes through and it, it makes me work hard. Yes, it makes me want to perform you know, in every situation. But I'm just kind of rewiring the brain through affirmations and really writing very vivid goals we've been wanting a second car for a while and i was like man if i could find a second car for like five thousand bucks six thousand bucks that'd be awesome spectacular and my father-in-law called me after his internet went down i said no what's going on how did he call you when his internet went down with telephone dave wi-fi calling doesn't work without wi-fi so how could he possibly call you he used cellular what is that? Interesting. It's a concept that? that's very foreign to most people, but, and don't get me wrong, Wi-Fi calling is fantastic, especially if you have low cell coverage areas. He, however, has a decent coverage area. So he calls me and gets some information, help him with his internet. And he says, by the way, remember that, uh, that guy that I help out with stuff? He's looking to sell two of his cars. He wants $5,000 for either one of them. It's a 2011 Chevy Cruze with like 9,000 miles on it. Wow. And it's a, uh, he said it's like a 2007 Jeep Wrangler. It's the Rubicon. He said, what year? And he said, you know, 2007, how many miles? I don't really know. So we went and looked at the Rubicon, put a new battery in it, started it up, 12,000 miles on it. 12,000? So 12,000. Well, 12,000 miles on a 2007, 9,000 miles on a 2011. So it's, a two, it's 2008, actually, turns out. 2008. And 13 years old, 12,000 miles. I don't know, Dave. I, I, sure? I think it's rolled over. It's not. It's crazy. So the guy can't drive, hasn't been able to drive for quite some time. He stopped driving this Jeep when he was at a 
parking lot and he hit one of the yellow you know, posts with the bumper. Mm-hmm. So the right rear part of the bumper is a little wrinkled. It's a Jeep, so every Jeep has one one portion of their bumper crinkled, right? Well, a 13 year old Jeep <laughs> in particular. You <clears throat> you said it's yeah. a Rubicon? The Rubicon, yeah. What color is it? Black. And so I, I told the gentleman it was worth much more and that I could afford to pay more. And he said, I don't, I don't need it. He said that money is going to go to getting his options, his upgrades on his new mid-engine Corvette that he wants to get. Oh. And so which I said, well, who's going to drive it? And he's like, I'll need people to help drive it. I just didn't drive anymore. He's got a 2019 Corvette that he doesn't drive. He's got a 2021 Chevy Sierra that he doesn't drive. Uh, he just loves cars. He just got an Equinox, Chevy Equinox. Just got it. I don't understand the purpose of that vehicle, uh, the Equinox. But <laughs> it's just a, it's you know what it was designed to be a blind spot machine. They yeah, but they've it. got the Blazer and they've got others that are shaped just like it. It seems to me, and I could be wrong. Maybe. I just feel like they have multiple being, vehicles that are all the same. Point being, Sorry. this week has been pretty, pretty cool. It's been very very purposeful and everything that's been happening with the issue with the podcast before coming together here today, I feel like it's been very, very amazing. And I'm just extraordinarily grateful for it. So thank you. I've been wanting to do uh, another podcast with you since I felt horrible about my last one. And Hmm. the first message that I typed to you said, I'm smiling ear to ear because I felt like I stunk on that one. And I never sent it. Because that's how you really felt, Cody. So here's the thing, Dave. Cody likes to tear you down and then make you feel good after tearing you down. But not before he makes you feel good. I get it. It's a compliment sandwich. Something like that. I I actually don't even remember what I was just saying. But the point is this. It's kind of a spoon. Compliment spoon. <laughs> you compliment, you insult, and then you compliment again. Oh, that's a compliment compl- sandwich. <clears throat> I'm so glad you didn't say compliment, insert, and then compliment on the other side. That would have been awkward. That would have been very that. awkward. Depends on who you're with, I guess. That is true. Again, see again. Dave speaking amazing truth. This is just this. This podcast is, might just have to be the truth. Well, hold up. What if you have a ghost? On the left side of you and a ghost on the right side. Is that still a sandwich? It's a sandwich, but that's a Tory sandwich. Oh. Oh, damn. There's no getting away from the truth. I'm not thinking about that one for a minute. This I, is I've never getting, heard anyone break it down. So I don't know what to say. It's that pathetic. Great news. Great news, though. Dave and I worked together years and years ago. And I think what's been really cool is that every time he and I connect, it's it's been somewhat universally meant to be, you know, I believe in God, Dave does too, or you do as well. So, you know, I think, you know, it was, it's always kind of been led by God in that as we've connected, it's been pretty cool, like opportunity to reconnect as friends, but also help each other out in some sort of way. It's been pretty neat. It's been a, a really fun time to get to know Dave and, and get him here on the podcast. I think what has always intrigued me, Dave, about you is, Every role that I've known you in professionally, you've been kind of the senior kind of guy, senior architect, 
vice president or you know the senior guy on an account and you highly underusing your skill or massively underutilizing your skills uh with commvault and and architecting you know solutions uh in, in other environments but it's been really fun to kind of explore that with you like what are you doing and how are you you know, getting from point a to point b but then where are you going next week uh, i'm gonna be gone like totally off grid for you know, like four days hunting black powder or bow hunting or getting out there um and it's just been really fun to have listened to some of your your adventures there and and as well as your your it adventures because as we know uh when we're working in operations within it it's it's never an easy put the phone down you walk away and you're totally done for the day kind of environment but then if you ever meet dave the way that the way that my wife as i tell rachel when we first met you uh when she first met you as i'd say yeah i'm gonna go have lunch with dave and she's like uh a big guy right <laughs> like i like sweetheart everybody's big compared to me <laughs> like we're making fun of me yeah yeah the big guy so uh i always tell her i'm gonna go have lunch with dave the hulk she's like ah, i got it totally know is it okay if i just call you hulk from now on during this podcast it's probably copyrighted but i'm okay with it hulk and you know we'll, we edit, we'll just edit it out so it's all good we'll just edit it out so no it's problem. hulk with two l's <laughs> Oh, with two L's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's the, the to, Yeah, that's to avoid the, the the lawsuit for not having rights to it. Mm. Also, um, don't forget the asterisks at the end of it. Yeah, uh, but you may call me that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Cody, thank you for saying all those kind words. Yeah, uh, technology is my profession. That turns me into a very cyborgish kind of person. Like, just give me the data. Hey, you're saying too much. Just tell me what I asked about. Leave your feelings out of this thing we're talking about. We just need to talk about the numbers. Uh, and that's kind of a bad thing when you get into normal life, right? So um, well, that's how I live my life normally. So I, I, I mean, I was getting excited the way you were just talking about it. <laughs> well, yeah, then, then uh, out. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Out. Yeah, that's yeah. How I just treat everything in my life, including Cody. I just, well, in my opinion, I, I have to get away from that a little bit. Um, I do have to get away and get into something that's a little more uh, natural, a little bit more, uh, let's just say round instead of square. Yeah, that'd that, be like that, a hamburger. I could enjoy a hamburger, yes. Okay, um, but more like figuratively round instead of square. Something soft, something like you know, you're going out into the wilderness and not staring at your phone. Those kinds of things, like pillows so, made out of leaves. Yeah, pretty much like that. How do you go anywhere and not stare at your phone? That's a good question, and it's it's uh, it's funny. Your your mind gets loud. You know, when you're not doing it, you're sitting in a, in a small canyon or just on, on the side of a hill, maybe glassing some trees with some binoculars, you know, which I've actually heard that the plural binoculars is plural. And, and the two tubes that you're holding up to your face is actually a binocular, but hey, I won't go there too much, Wait, but uh, we'll call it a couple set. binocular. We'll just call it a the couple set. binocular. The set is a couple binocular. Yeah. A couple binocular, binocular couple. Yes. It's a couple binoculars. I think binocular is supposed to be plural. Well, binoculars. here on this podcast, we like to be redundant. <laughs> we, it would be two binoculars couple. Is two mon two monoculars together, so it's a binocular. I may need to look yes. that up. But yeah, I do like to get out and, and go hunting. And, and if I can disappear for five or six days, that's a, that's a good trip. 
And, Is that what he uh, means by off the grid? Disappear? Yeah, where That's... I go, there's no there's no connectivity. There's no cell signal. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm gonna, you're going to have to move again, probably, because I'm going to out you. Dave uh, has been working for a number of operations. Uh, I won't share his code name. Why won't you? You brought it up. You might as well share it. Yeah, what is it? I can't. I, I actually I cannot. I have been. Let me tell you something, Dave. One of my pet peeves in life is when people do things like this, where they bring up something and then say they can't talk about it. It drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, I really, I, I really can't share. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm endangering both of your lives. Uh, Dave's gonna have to move, and Tori, I'm sorry, uh, you're gonna have to change your name. The what? I don't know. I can't. In fact, I shouldn't even say that on, on the air. I say you That's go Corey. Nice. It's Corey with a C. It's easy. Corey with a transition. C. Oh, I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I I support. I support that. In fact, it almost reminds me of my name, uh, which What's is that? Jason. You know, I've always found that interesting that you have this powerful name that you prefer not to go by. No, I go by. It's Cody. I go by this. Yeah. But there's this name in front of that. What's that name? Oh, the Dragon. The dragon. No, it's, oh. it's, it's another name that's legally Mr. in front of Cody. I'm pretty sure Mr. is not a legal name. Sounds like a... Oh, I my think. legally God-given name. The name that God gave me. Yasenfei. So one? why don't you go by that? Yasenfei is... Uh, Yasenfei is actually... It's really hard to pronounce for many people. Even when you write it down, Y J G S O F H A A Y, uh, it's even when you write it down for people, they have a hard time saying yes and fey. I don't know why. So I don't, I I don't know, Dave. Do you, do you have a hard time saying that? Can you, can yes you and fey? No, I got it. It's just I think the last time I was with Cody and somebody looked at his license and said his name, it wasn't that. Mm. It's because they say it wrong. They they pronounce it wrong. They usually say Jason. I don't know why. Where's the fey come in? I don't know. It's so, just so how it's spelled. How we would look at the name being Jason is really pronounced Yasenfe. No, no, I think you're getting it wrong. It's close, but for the, for all intents and purposes, and for this podcast, yes, you're right. Okay, sounds good. But uh, what is it like when you're out, kind of wandering around, and you're off grid for six days? Is there ever a, a big worry or concern that you're missing something or do you just kind of just shut it down and you're like, this is my time. Uh, it's busy, you know, honestly, uh, going out hunting for that many days in a row, which there's people who hunt for a lot longer than I do, but for my, my current situation, that's a long time. And we work pretty hard. You know, we get up about four in the morning and Ooh. come back and sleep in the middle of the day. And then we go back out till about eight and then we got to come back and make dinner and everything. And, so it's, like it's work, man. It is. It's it's hard work. Uh, you know, when you get a moment when you sit down, you know, you found that spot. You want to. I mean, we don't tend to just sit in a tree stand. That's more of a Midwestern or Texas thing. You know, we have to spot and stock, which is we're constantly on the move. However, I do sometimes just need to find a point and sit down for like an hour and just listen. I mean, really, you just kind of watch the forest come to life around you. You know, you just kind of feel like you're becoming part of it. But that's uh, that's maybe when my thoughts get uh, get away from me a little bit, and I do think about my kids a lot. I it's pretty easy in those moments to say I think I'm just going to maybe pack it up after this after this hunt, go home. 
I'll be honest with you though, when you, when you do that, that's uh that's usually when somebody in your crew gets that elk in that one spot where you were normally going, uh, right after you packed it up and left. And that kind of keeps you going a little bit of the competitive, uh, competitive attitude there. Uh, but not, not just competition. I mean, you want to get something right. So it, it does take some drive to try to stay out there, but there are tools to stay in touch. You know, there's the, the Garmin in reach, which, uh, I don't have, but a buddy of mine at the camp does. And so it is sort of a backup of if an emergency happened, I know that my wife could reach me through that. Gotcha. Well, so it's technology that, that can be communicated through. Exactly. It's a GPS. And you can send oh, okay. text. Yeah, it's text messages. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was a philosophy of life. <laughs> um, oh, wait, are you talking be. metaphorically? No, we're talking literal, Cody. Yeah. So we, we do keep one of those around camp, and it, it's not mine, but having it there is peace of mind, you know, Yeah. Uh, for emergencies. Mostly I'm concerned about emergencies with the people in my household, but they like to know that if something happened to me, then uh, a person could could reach out. So you then ever... you're not all the way off the grid. Then you're cheating I, a little bit. I used to be. Well, yeah, he is. He's off the grid, but his friend is not. That, yeah, that's the, that's loophole. Important, oh, now we're the important loophole. Here. Now, well, now, hold, 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 there, Cody, hold oh, on, Cody. Let, let, let me just say this. Let me yeah. just say this. He might be off the grid, but your boy's off the chain. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yes. Wow. 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 That's pretty just, good. That just happened. Just letting you know. I want to also I want to show something out right now. Have you ever? I already know the answer is yes because you told me the story. Well, why are you, you asking ever, the question, Cody? Oh my goodness! Have you ever dressed up like a deer or a moose and scared your friends? Like just run through the woods a little bit and then scared your friends? Ooh, that's scary. That's pretty funny, Cody. No, no, I've not thought of doing that. Oh, you definitely uh, should. You should get about a hundred yards away and like, like crouch down, you know? Yeah. And kind of like, like that yeah. and like this. Just and act then, like I'm oblivious, you know? And then just, and then just turn and run at him. I don't know. Sounds like a good way to get mounted by a bull as well. That sounds fun too. Yeah. Although, although I don't know why bulls would be out in the forest you never know what to find in these colorado forests oh wait a minute do you do oh. colorado forests or do you do other forests Dave? i hunt in colorado but a, a male elk is a bull okay just so you know cody yeah because i didn't no no i was talking about a bull like i don't know why you'd be mounted by a bull you were talking about a bovine bull yeah yeah no, i was no, referring no. to an elk bull but an elk well, bull is the same thing as a buffalo maybe, right can, an elk bull is the same as a buffalo it is bison they call uh, it a bison well, like, a buffalo. like bison from Street Fighter 2 and bison. That dude is <laughs> tough to beat. He is tough to beat. Man. What, the Russian dude with the knee-high boots? Screw man, that guy. he is phenomenal. He has this spinning electrical thing that he can float. Man, he's pretty, pretty tough. I didn't know that he was called a bull. No, I would not want to be mounted by him. Let's say, let's just say that I would find it very odd that he would be in a Colorado forest. But Dave, your imagination is fantastic. Outstanding, Dave. It's outstanding. Like, yeah, I agree. Outstanding is a great word for it. Anyway, he has not done that. I was just making that part up. Oh, it might that. be a good way to lure in, uh, you know, dress like a bull and lure in some cows, you know? Mm. Yes. Elk, yeah. cows. This is so confusing. I can't tell the difference between elk, cow, buffalo, bison, bull. Well, you know what I've switch. understood is that a buffalo is actually like the species that's in South Africa. And the, the, 
the what we call buffalo here are bison. Then why do we call it bison if it's not mm. buffalo? Yeah, and why do we, we have call buffalo it, bill? Why do we have buffalo bill if it's if it's bison? Hey, I, I just have heard it's the just Indians a mix call up it Tatanka? of. Uh, well, Tatanka is probably the correct term for them, uh, but it's I think that uh, bison. I think that people began calling them buffalo, and they were mistaken, and it just stuck. It's kind uh, of stuck, kind of like Christopher Columbus coming over here calling the Native Americans Indians, and it kind of just stuck. Yep, exactly like that. It's probably, I think, the same people actually that uh, mm, them made Spanish that boys. The Spaniards are special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like those Spaniards. Hey, true story. I don't know if you guys knew this. Not true story. Fun fact. Did you know that spaghetti is actually not a original Italian dish? Oh, where did it come from? Chef Boyardee make it up? It's yeah. Chef Boyardee made it popular, but the origin of it is actually Arabic. Oh, so it's like Wolverine. Like algebra. Exactly. And algebra. Yes. Yep. Algebra was formulated from a mistaken recipe, old spinach and, well, not just spinach, but a spinach noodle recipe that reminded people of pasta and they call it spaghetti. And they wow. thought, wow, this is really confusing. We're going to name it algebra. And, it algebra. and I'm so thankful for that because if it wasn't for algebra, I wouldn't be able to do my job every day. That's true. That is true. Podcasting is like algebra. Yes. And and teaching your children how to do their homework. Algebra is good for that. I have been oh, blessed not to have to teach my son algebra. Did you did you like refuse that? No, I just begged his teacher to teach him algebra because I <laughs> couldn't help him. I think that it sounds like he's pretty smart, and so he didn't have to ask you for help. That is probably very true. You know, very smart I'm gonna child. have to disagree with that because he's not smarter than me. Yeah, gotcha. I wouldn't admit it either. I can't. I mean, listen, I'm not here to judge, and I'm definitely not going to cast any stones. I do have to just say this. Dave, what was your favorite part about your most recent job change from when we were working together to where you're at now? uh, I'd have to say... Let's see here. I changed jobs um, and I switched from being an employee for an organization where you're doing work for that organization um, was one thing, whereas I was more professional services type of uh, on an account at the other organization. Um, And I like both. I've made much of my career doing uh, managed services and professional services types of jobs and, Mm. but making a switch and, and I went into a management position, which has been a new challenge for me. My background is a lot of like solution architecture. And so having to manage people as well was a, a new thing. And, you know, challenging yourself with new things really keeps you alive. Whew, it's been that, um, but it's been successful. And so uh, I, I'd say that was the biggest change. And the timing of it was pretty good, Cody. I mean, you got to admit that, right? Like, Oh, man, it's brilliant. Yeah, the timing worked out well with changes that happened within the company, you know, our our employer at the time. When I gave my notice, it was like there were things happening I didn't even know about. So that was get laid off like within weeks. Yeah. So it was pretty good. So, I had no idea. Well, I don't know about weeks, but I mean, it was everybody on that account was gone in November, you know, and it was kind of half and halfway down midway through that year. So wasn't that, wasn't that weeks? Depends. He said November, but 
Well, I mean, there's weeks in a month, so depending on how many months it may have been, it's still at the end of the day ends up being a bunch I, of weeks. I forgot that that Dave didn't leave as late in the year as I remembered at first. Mm, I left in February. And I my brain was going to September. Yeah, it's okay. Uh no, there was a lot of things that went down and you know, I don't know how much of that's proprietary. You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're, trying to gonna, get people in, yeah, okay. um, we're just gonna say we're just gonna say it was great timing. Yeah. Because we you know, everybody in the leadership team wanted the best for everybody. So leaving was actually kind of the best for anybody. Except for a small group. And we landed in a new a new place that has turned out to be next level amazing. Yeah, it sounds like it. What what exactly is that? What what's what's this next organization talking about? Um, you know, I haven't really I'm not gonna divulge the name. Uh, they know who I am and they know he's gonna do that again, he's gonna bring it up and then I'll talk about it. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. No, I don't want to know. I I don't want to know. I don't care. Look look this up on LinkedIn. No. Don't fuck yourself. Oh, I'll and, look that uh, up. I'm pretty sure if we look that up, Dave, you will not find Cody's name attached to it. No, no, no. No, no. You probably won't. You'll probably find mine, but not yours. I don't think that, well, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, in a very good way, might find your name. I, I, I pride myself. So Being That's associated it. with the, uh, uh, what is it, GFY? Should we say that? Yeah. Yes, what Cody that said. is GFY. I like that. I like that. So GFY for everybody's references, go fuck yourself. We just want to be clear. I'm pretty so, sure they figured that out earlier when you said that, Cody, but that's fine. You want to be redundant. That's cool. Yeah, that's what we so, do. We so, so Dave, tell us, solution architect, what kind of solutions would you architect? Because I believe it's self-explanatory. It may be for people who are in technology, right? But for people who are not in technology, I mean, when you're working as a solution architect, you're really, um, you're more business driven as opposed to just just implementing a certain piece of technology for maybe you don't know why somebody gave you instructions on why or on how to do it so you're implementing it you're putting it in and test it and make sure it works whereas as a solution architect you're meeting with the business you're asking them hey what is it you need to get done you know what do you need to do and then you know you make certain recommendations of certain tools and and uh, it involves a lot of writing you know writing design documentation to tell the business, here's what you need to do. And here's the instructions on how your engineers can do it. Um, it should be a lot less of the quote unquote doing. It's more of the uh, instructional types of positions. Of course, you end up getting wrapped up in the doing. But yeah, that's really honestly where I do enjoy making a living. And even though I'm in management at this uh, current organization, um, I still do a lot of solution architecture types of tasks and meetings. And, and I help them with really getting traction on certain projects and getting things started. Good stuff. Yeah. The, uh, the solutions, are they, are they software-based? Are they hardware-based? Are they a combination of both? Oh, yeah. It's usually software in this day and age. I mean, it used to be hardware too, but with uh, you know cloud infrastructure like AWS or Azure or GCP, a lot of these things are... Uh, I mean, you can implement anything, right? Uh, if you want to pay the cheddar. And so it's keeping that in line. Um, how do we not spend too much? And uh, yeah, it's usually software-based. And uh, with the companies I've worked with Cody, it's typically been storage uh, and backup. Okay. Yeah, backup. Nice. Is, All right. Um, you know, I, I think we uh, managed an environment where we backed up about 3,000 servers. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, 
What was yeah. the regularity of those backups? Were they were they daily, weekly, monthly, annually, semi daily, hourly? Well, it depends on the, what we would do, right? The Com- Comvault would do the hourly log, right? Yeah. So if if anybody's looking for a cure for insomnia, I mean, a, a file based backup would likely be daily, um, and it's it's going to be sort of that never ending incremental, and it's deduped on the back end and uh, replicated out to alternate sites for disaster recovery. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, Cody, databases have transaction logs, depending on the business needs uh, for that database. What what RPO or what recovery point objective do they need to focus on? So it could be that it's an application that changes so much that they need to recover down to every half hour. You know, so if something happened, we could choose within the half hour where we can recover, and so that would we'd be backing up the transaction logs on that every thirty minutes. It can, you know, if you have 3,000 servers, it can turn into a pretty arduous task. For most people, but not us immortals. That's true. Immortals. It's technological it's immortals. Huh? But it's, it's that kind of conversation that makes me want to get out and go, uh, you know, hunt things. So um, hmm. we're going to come to that. because I've got Yeah, we are going to come to that. That's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just drop a little bit of boom right here. You sling iron. Not downrange only, but you also got yourself a, a good little setup at home. How do you stay motivated to work out? You know, what what keeps you motivated? Uh, it's funny. Um, I'd say uh, it's, and I've been lifting weights since tenth grade. You know, when you're in the tenth grade, you're pretty skinny. Usually, most people are. You're kind of scrawny. Maybe your shoulders haven't developed or whatever. And I think I watched. Uh, well, I was a big Rollins band fan. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, unless yeah. you're LeBron James, you're, you're mostly scrawny. Yeah, I'm not going to compare myself to. I mean, anyway, he, I'll compare my salary to his what 36 million. But uh, yeah, there's going to be the guys who are uh, obviously standing out in a crowd. Maybe they're mutants. I don't know. But yeah, I was a big Rollins band fan, and I used to listen to uh, Henry Rollins' spoken word. What do we call him? Uh, events and sometimes they're on CD, but I attended them as well. But anyway, he he really got me jazzed about lifting weights. And so, I mean, I'll admit it. It was in the beginning when I was young. It was to have big shoulders and chase women and and uh, you know bump shoulders. And so, so wait a minute. You said you used to listen to a rock a rock artist who had you jazzed. Yeah, yeah when I say exactly he had me jazzed, I mean yeah, he got me pumped up about lifting weights because he's a big weightlifter guy. Henry so Rollins. was that like rave type pump up or are we talking like house or like? Yeah. If you took that and made it the opposite, that's what it would be. Okay. okay. And I think so you're he's... being kind asking questions, but <laughs> no, no space. Rollins is kind of some, uh, uh, heavy, heavy punk rock kind of music. Yes. Um, is, is the lead singer of Rollins, Seth Rollins, <laughs> Henry Rollins, Henry Rollins. Yeah. His he always looked pretty big. He he looked like he was kind of a big guy too. Well, that's the he thing looked, is he had a lot of philosophical things he would say about lifting weights. That you know, everywhere you go, people are talking, and whenever they're talking, uh, you can't believe what they're saying. You know, he's obviously not a very trusting person. I don't think he ever got married because he didn't trust anybody and he didn't like trying to date. That. And yeah, and he uh, he said that the weights never lied to me. Two hundred pounds is two hundred pounds, you know. And uh, as like a seventeen year old kid, I was like, man, that is so cool. That is so edgy. 
I'm going to lift some weights and I've just never stopped. And so, you know, you build up big frame and you get pretty strong. And, uh, honestly now I'm 45 and you just want to keep it. And so what motivates me now is different from then. Um, I want to be healthy and, uh, I think being anabolic, you know, meaning like I'm, I'm growing muscle instead of losing muscle, you know, your, your body reacts a certain way when you're anabolic, you know, there are certain hormones flowing through your system when you're anabolic and it makes you feel alive. It does help me with blowing off steam, of course, but I've been doing it for so long that it's almost like my body's just like, ah, we're just doing that shit again. <laughs> you know, who cares? So do you, so do you, when you're going anabolic, do you stack or do you just, is it just one shot or is it multiple? Like it's multiple shots. It? It's one in each testicle, but they have to be done at the exact same time. You, okay, good. That's, wow. That's yeah, good to know. Now, do you have, your children help you who, who, who's, who helps you with that, those injections? Oh, it's my wife. Yeah. We've got like a, a, a foot in the stirrups type of setup at home that um, gives her easy access with the needles. Um, but no, anabolic, anabolic steroids are not the same thing as uh, a person being in a state of boy, what is it? Uh, anabolism, I think, but uh, so, so like, state anabolism, yeah. is that close to Colorado? <laughs> I mean, you can look that up. <laughs> Being in an anabolic state is how I'd prefer to say it. And it is in Colorado when I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Is that similar to Sri Lanka? But, right. It is in, in the sense that they're both on the planet Earth. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. That's deep. Very good. Yeah. When you go to Mars next year, how are you going to stay anabolic? Well, I think uh, that's a very good question because I think isn't the gravity maybe lighter on Mars and we go... Uh, your body, what do you go? Catabolic at that point, your body's you go Annabelle is actually what ends up happening in Mars. You go Annabelle, Annabellum. Oh, like that scary shit. Yes. Very That's scary. correct. Yeah. Very scary. It's, it's horrific. But no, I think that losing muscle mass is an issue when you're on Mars. I think that's something that uh, NASA scientists are trying to figure out right now. I think it's an issue for me on planet earth. Oh, <laughs> I, I can only imagine how much more, horrific it would be if you're on mars and losing muscle trying to plant potatoes out of your own crap <laughs> yes good reference yeah. all that i don't i don't know it just seems to me that that would be um a scary scary place to be this that's good uh so i think it's, that's fantastic because i feel the same way the going to mars would be a concern mm. for a lot of people yeah well they'll, they'll figure it out what they need to do is make it so you can travel there faster <laughs> And then you wouldn't have to stay there as long. Well, if you could type in, if you could somehow pipe your way into the speed force, then you could actually get there a lot quicker. I don't know why they don't do that. Then Did you say type? Or? Like type your way in? Like pipe. Oh, pipe. Like, yeah, yeah. Pipe your way in. Like we're writing a script and I'm piping it in there. And... No, like you're laying pipe. Oh, well, I'd lay pipe on Mars. I'd do that. Yeah. I think you mean something different. No, but if you lay pipe into the speed force, then you will get to Mars quicker to lay pipe on Mars. What is the speed force? Uh, well, that's actually very scientific and we could, I, mean, I can take you to star labs to uh, explain it a little bit. They've got some good, good boards on there. Yeah. Um, I think Theobod might probably be a better professor and teacher about the speed force. Probably, and, and but Dave's a really intelligent guy. So he'd probably pick it up quickly, no matter who taught him. Probably. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. 
Well, you got to worry about a couple of things when you jump into the speed force, uh, when you tap into that or when you pipe into it and you lay pipe in it. Um, number one, laying pipe into the speed force, there could be a flashpoint. Um, it's just so fast, right? That is challenging. And the pipe yeah. may end up being at the destination before the person connected to the pipe. That, that is, is possible. correct. And that, that, is that, possible. Would be, that would be one of the worst case scenarios, especially if it put you on an alternate plane. Let's say you're the pipe was going on flight 226 and you're you're on flight 233 right that's just ridiculous. you may arrive at the same destination but in separate devices and that'd be a bummer in yeah separate right. that would be a bummer well put well put nice pun there sir <laughs> yes very nice very nice well uh, done. okay well, well so played Dave. well played we wanted to ask you uh another question being, oh, are we doing uh, the interview session? I didn't realize we were in the, into the interview segment. Code. No, oh, I didn't know you had a segment. Like, I just felt like we had been asking him some questions, and I just wanted to call it out. You know, I just felt bad for Dave that he didn't know that he was really being interrogated and that this is being recorded. For, it, it is. Um, it is. And Dave, just so you know, you've listened to enough of our podcasts. You should know about our segments. They are completely mm-hmm. seamless. Uh, uh but I think you added them so they're seamless, right? I, what I would imagine, but yeah. We just do them. And <laughs> people don't know when they're in another segment because we just make it seamless. We just jump in. We just become, we become this, the seamless, seamed, stitches, stitchalicious. Yeah, exactly. The only seamless. time that we, every now and then we will make it a little more noticeable with our word of the week segment because Cody mm-hmm. does this amazing rendition of a song I wrote 20 years ago. And that kind of lets everybody know that we're going into yeah. the word of the week segment. One of the more, it's one of my more harmonic moments. You're a very harmonious person, week. Cody. You're false Did you say Edo's demonic? Song. That's something I've been fighting uh, quite a bit lately. Uh, as I stated earlier, and I, I would appreciate you remembering everything that we've said explicitly uh, from one segment to the next, the seamless segments that we have. I'll try that. Uh, that I'm not allowing the negativity to flow in my mind. I know, Cody, you don't have to be demonic to be negative. Hold you on. Could be a I can't kick him out. Why can't I kick Dave out? Why can't I kick him out of my podcast? not be demonic. I have no option to kick him out. Because I'm hosting the podcast, Cody. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, yes. That's cool. Yeah. Not that I wanted to. I was just, just saying, I just, in case something happened and his, he happened to disconnect. You have to be careful, Dave. If you, if you, if you, Cody has a little bit of a temper. If you get on his bad side, he will boot you from the podcast in the middle of recording it. I thought I was being rather complimentary. Yeah, that's okay to be passive aggressive. I think I'll, I'll back it complimentary up. means complimentary means being passive aggressive. Same term, right? Nah, pretty much. No, nah. I, I, work in, I work in Minnesota. That's the capital of passive aggression. Wow. I oh, is it really? I thought you were here in Colorado for some reason. I work in, in Minnesota. I am in Colorado. I live in Castle Rock. Um, How is that even possible for you to work in Minnesota, but to live in Colorado? Technology and airplanes. Flashpoint. Yeah. It um, has to be Flashpoint because you, you can only be in two places at the same time using Flashpoint. Speed Force. Yeah. Um, but no, the Minnesotans are very, uh, they're very nice. Minnesota nice is a real thing. But when I was flying there in December, the lady behind the counter said, what are you doing going to Minnesota in December? And uh, I said, well, I've got work work thing there. I, I said, the people are really nice, aren't they? And she said, nah, they're just being passive aggressive. And I finally said, how, how do you know? She said, because I'm from Minnesota. 
<laughs> so, okay. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go get on my plane now. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I might be a little bit of an expert. She might have a little experience there. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't argue with her. <laughs> I mean, you could argue, but you know, you probably win, but that's beside the point. Cody, did you have some other questions? I did. I did. Uh, this is with regards to hunting. Uh, no, no, no. Those are my questions. You can't ask my questions. You have to ask your questions. No, it's the hunting down problems within IT. Oh, okay. Gotcha. My, yeah, my mistake. Nice. I thought we were talking about the other hunting. Which yeah, hunting and killing close. problems in IT? Well, the Huntress, I'm sure you're familiar with Huntress. They have a new CEO. Um, they're really excited about their employment protection solutions. But that's beside the point. I, I thought that's where Cody was going. But you're going no, somewhere no, no, else, no. right, Cody? Yeah, I am. I'm hunting down two things. Solutions within IT as well. And then also, how the heck do you find weights right now? Where do you find weights to purchase? That's a bummer, isn't it? Yeah, they're that is um, a bummer. They, so those are the, the price has tripled. Hey, um, hey, guys, what what exactly is a bummer? Just so I know, because I'm I'm not. Whenever you guys use that term, I feel lost. Oh, a bummer means you're bummed out. So a thing that bums you out is a bummer. So wait a minute, if you're homeless, that's, that's what bumming. homeless feels like when you're no, talking. Uh, I need to point out that it's no longer homeless is no longer the term that people Correct. use. It is. It's a person who is experiencing homelessness. Temporary homeless. So homeless is the same thing is 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 a bummer. No, no, we're not supposed to call them bums either. No, no, it's a is a person who is temporarily uh, in between dwellings. I think is. So that's what it feels like to be a bummer. Yes, I'd say being homeless, experiencing homelessness, is probably a bummer. Right. Yeah, makes sense. You're literally a bum. That's true. No, it's it's actually you're tying it in very well. I just want to make question. sure I understood. When you say that that's a bummer, I just want to make sure essentially what you're saying is you're homeless. That's that you're that's that's homelessness. Well, you're you're in the act of being homeless. You're a bummer. You are committing homelessness. Or you're okay. a bum. So now it makes sense. Now 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 I feel better when you guys keep throwing this term out. So please continue. Good. Yes. Yes. I don't um, recall what we were talking about. We that's important. You have to make sure you recall what you're talking about. Otherwise, you'll never know what to say next. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, so if we rewind, he just used speed force there, by the way. As, oh, we, as we are beat into the next question, which Corey had, and I'm just going to verbatim repeat my question because I've got that good of memory. What is it that you love about IT and uh, working out and finding the, the solution, hunting down the solutions. Those are my exact words if you rewind the tape. Oh, yeah. Exactly. We'll rewind it later. Because yeah, I forgot what he's talking about. But I'm sure when I'm editing, I'll remember. What do I love about IT? Uh, you know, it's a funny thing. It's a, it's a challenge. It's not necessarily working with people as much. I mean, of course, when you get to a certain point like solution architecture, you are, but it's, it's a, a technical thing. And a lot of people's minds work better in those technical environments and digging in and finding that solution, you know, or finding that fix if something's broken and it has its downsides too. I mean, we all work very hard, not that other industries do not work hard, but um, IT is still almost like still kind of new. And um, a lot of the other uh, communities or other other components of the business sectors. Thank you. They've Factor been around hours. longer. 
Yeah, well, they've been around longer and they they kind of have it figured out. Like, you know, apartments. If you're a fireman, you're going to work like certain Dave, shifts. I'm, not done, home, I'm not done going through all of the possible words that you could have used. <laughs> yeah, like but I'm done here. Minutes. Man. <laughs> I'm like seven more minutes and I'll be done. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So IT is, uh, it evolves quickly. Uh, like you a gotta, dinosaur? Man, I don't know about that. I don't want it to evolve that quickly. Okay. Yeah. Don't evolve into, uh, atmospheric dust you know well i thought dinosaurs evolved into humans not not atmospheric dust you thought they evolved into humans correct only the velociraptor that was the only one that did but it happened only pretty, a it pretty fast it happened like 24 hours or so right yeah i think it's something like that 26 and a half yeah i don't know That's if right. i could say that the, they evolved into humans i think we could say that yeah wow i don't know if i can get into that that's a deep yeah, thought. you know, that's, really that's, a, that's a touchy that's, subject. That's Let's not get into deep. it because I don't want to offend any of the dinosaurians out there. There's oh, boy, there's dinosaurians. Well, they identify as dinosaurians. Well, the dinosaurs, I understand that they had their process down too. Like, it was, you know, you work an eight-hour shift and you were you're done, done for the day. Yeah. You could go home to your little dinosaur family and live your life. Um, they were the first ones to come up with the, uh, the eight-hour work day. I was going to ask, yeah. who came up with the eight-hour work day? Uh, the Democrats. Oh man, I knew there was a reason why I became a Democrat. <laughs> I do think it was. Uh, we can give that one to the Democrats. Uh, having weekends off, um, eight-hour days, uh, just limits on how much you can work. People, yeah, I understand that. Sounds like control to me, but that's fine. Well, control of the employers, yeah. It's kind of a union thing, right? Hasn't it been maybe so, union? So it's been very union communistic yeah. to me, but well, for I sure. Digress. That's okay. Some people say communism. I say community. You know, what are we going to do? Some people say community. I say go to hell. And I agree with you 100%, Cody, except for that last second you just said. Yes, you're right. I agree with myself. (laughs) Yeah. But I I think that technology is uh, so dynamic that, man, you know, some people's brains work well in that dynamic um, environment, that rapidly changing, fast-paced environment. And, And if it's not that, I am the kind of guy that's like, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, am I needed here? Are yeah. they going to ask me to leave because I'm not doing enough? Because I'm used to just being so busy. And so you I guess get the, burnt I out. you never get burnt out being so busy. I do. Yeah, I do get burned out. Lifting weights mm. keeps me alive. Okay. You, know? you only called me a couple of times weeping. I think it was just once, but. Maybe like a willow? Yeah. Weeping like a willow, Cody? Like yeah, leaves yeah. all over the ground. <laughs> Those are some pretty, pretty trees. Watered by my tears. I have a question for you. Do you mind if I ask Dave a question, Cody? Oh no, no, this is uh, just as much my podcast as it is, as it is mine. Go ahead. That's why I asked. Yeah, no, definitely. Good. Mm. Okay. Never ask permission to. To, to ask a question on your podcast. You just said it was your your podcast. And I'm saying it's mine as much as it is mine, which means it's it's half mine and half yours. Okay, gotcha. What is it that you uh what is it that you enjoy about hunting animals, Dave? What kind of animal can we be specific? Because some people No, 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 no. Let's let's, be let's I don't want Hulk to get in trouble with PETA, so we'll just keep it very generic. Ah. Uh, you can get me in trouble with PETA. That's okay. But Peter's yeah, I'm a big dude. PETA's a little bigger than you, man. I don't know if you want to go to war with PETA. I mean, they, they, like that dude uh, works out like two or three times a day. I don't know if you want to 
is a whole bunch of little people that make up PETA. But yeah, uh, so it's kind of a conundrum that people don't really get, in my opinion, about hunting and conservation. Um, I mean, what what got me into it is is really along those lines. And you say PETA, but I, I do think that they probably, and that I say they, it's such a general term. I, I would say many of the members of PETA probably wouldn't get what it. you say about my people too, they. It is, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't think that uh, factory farms treat animals very ethically. I think we all know that. Chickens and cows and, and pigs. Horses, rats. Yeah. Well, horses are treated pretty well. Aren't they considered domesticated animals? But Not when they're being eaten. I've had some horse. It didn't taste domesticated. No, uh, I'm sure you could eat a horse, but I think humans tend to eat animals that they don't find as useful as horses, just like That's dogs right. and cats. Right. I've had dog too. I've had barbecue cat. They all awesome. don't taste very domesticated. I have a lot of questions for you about that. Um, <clears throat> I have hunted mountain lion, but I've never actually gotten one. So I've not eaten one, but I've heard it's pretty good. Mm. I've heard it's like a pork kind of flavor, but, wow. but yeah, I, I, one time I was driving back from Kansas city. I actually was Wichita and we had to take highway 50. You guys know highway 50. It goes through Very well. uh, Southern it goes right through Southern. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It used to be before, <laughs> before what Cody <laughs> highway 50 down by like Pueblo and Canyon city. You know that highway 50. Yes. I know that highway 50. Yeah. Wait, anyway. wait, wait, wait. So, so there's, so going South in 25, there's a, there's a highway 50 that takes, does it take you East? Like the southeast corner of Colorado, or uh, it goes east and west. It goes east and west. And and if you get on it and go east, you'll go into Wichita. And I don't know how far east it goes beyond wow. Wichita. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've actually taken that route before. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was the route that people took before I seventy was built. But okay. we had to take Highway fifty because of a blizzard closed I seventy, and uh, we went through. I want to say La Junta. It could have been another town nearby there. But we could barely breathe because it smelled so bad and the cattle were just lined up and it just looked so unhealthy and obviously it's not like i I don't know if i could say that i know that bovine cows experience happiness but not a pleasant experience not that it's ever a pleasant experience to die i mean don't get me wrong but i i just really it really turned me off from factory farming so you know i had some friends that hunted elk that really kind of steered me towards them a little bit. I was pretty jealous that they were sort of sourcing their own meat. They knew right where the meat was coming from. You know, obviously it's hormone free, antibiotic free, and it's low fat, low cholesterol. And, you know, I didn't know anything about what they do though. I mean, obviously some people uh, sit in a tree stand and in like certain States they freeze their butts off sitting in that tree stand. And, and that may have been what I was picturing. How do you um, sit in a tree that's standing? That well, is the, amazing talent, Cody. Just so you know. Yeah. Whatever, well, whatever says, just, I just want to preface it. It takes amazing talent. Yeah. And then if you freeze your butt off, how do you even remain standing? Because your buttocks helps you stay erect. Well, they're sitting. Right. Wait, wait, wait. When you say erect, Cody, like you need to clarify. Yeah. Erect in what way? Uh, as in uh, straight up and down. As in engorged with blood in through the muscle. Now that we've talked about butts and erect and engorged. <laughs> yeah. Glad, glad we went there. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I was rambling on. <laughs> I'm just, but no problem. Yeah, I'm just like talking about butts and, and erections, apparently. No, no, I'm not saying what erections. I'm just saying standing erect. 
Isn't that erections is just an adjective of standing erect? It's true. And there's also like I played. Well, Dave just said it's true. I have to yeah. agree because he is Mr. Truth. We have established that early yep. on in this podcast. That's why I'm here. That's right. So I ended up going hunting with these guys just to give it a try. And uh, I learned that elk hunting is not sitting in a or standing in a tree stand or sitting in a blind. Um, it's very active. Um, it's using calls to bring them in. It's tracking them down. You know, it's spot and stock. It's uh, it's incredibly hard work, and honestly, it really makes you feel like a predator. And uh, like like from another planet. Yeah, the chopper. <laughs> exactly. And, and you have you have dreads. Yeah, yeah. You have a thing that sits on your shoulder. That, Me? That thing's pretty cool. Like it follows you wherever you look. It it follows like, and it shoots this like mini lasers that it. can take out an entire city. I don't have anything. No. You mean like so not, you, not you, a, so you feel like a predator, so that's why we were just asking if you had the gear. Oh, I thought you were seeing something in my photo, the laser shooter thing on my shoulder. Yeah, that's what I use to hunt elk. But I believe in that movie that the uh, that species from the other planet actually is a species of hunters and they travel the galaxy to hunt and they claim their trophies and et cetera, and et cetera. So well, well, you bring up a great point, Dave. So is this about is this about trophies for you? Or is this strictly about food? It's for me, it's, it's really about the experience and the food. Uh, you know, when I said the word predator, I mean, we all have a little bit of a predator, uh, in us We're we're all sort of built to be hunters in certain ways. And it brings that, it brings that out. It's an incredibly good feeling in this era of toxic masculinity. Um, I don't, I don't want to be misunderstood. I mean, we're, we're men and, and sometimes it really feels good to bring that out and just go for it, you know, and I only hunt ungulates and i only hunt elk really you know i don't i don't hunt birds i don't hunt like waterfowl you know i I have my own little lines that i just haven't crossed yet but yeah so there's also nothing quite like sitting down to a meal and enjoying it with my family and it's Mm. made of meat that i had to spend days hunting and and finally was lucky enough to kill one and you know you you have to quarter it and butcher it on the side of the mountain. Really? I mean, an elk can be close to a thousand pounds. Yeah. You know, you're not going to carry it out. So it takes uh, two days sometimes to get the meat off the side of the mountain. And uh, it's not spoiled by that point. Or or how do you protect it from other animals coming and eating it? So do you urinate on transitioning it it to your, (laughs) your family's bowels? My biggest, Oh, wow. My biggest uh, concern is usually flies. You know, I don't, I don't want flies getting on it. So we use game bags, which are just cotton bags that you, you put the meat in and that keeps flies off of it. And we hang it in a tree to keep bears from getting after it. Um, Is that just to make sure it's totally dead? Yes. It's still alive when we put it in the game bag. Yeah. Maybe but when we come back the next day, it's dead. You know, it just, that's good. Bled to know. Out. It's good yeah. to know. Sometimes it just takes time. <laughs> Now each each quarter has its own bag, essentially, right? So and usually that quarter's got... still alive until the next day, huh? Yeah. Now, now is that a quarter a, a quarter pounder? It's uh, about fifty or sixty pounds. So, so it's, it's it's a quarter pounders. Yes, it's made up of a lot of quarter pounders. So usually we have about five game bags, and so one for each quarter, and then one's got the tenderloins and the back straps in it. But but yeah, I was uh, I digest. You know, just to sum up the answer to your question, I mean, it's those items I just listed, but also, I mean, I've kind of talked about it a little bit. There's some Zen moments out there that um, I think 
it, it's funny. I mean, I, I was out one time where we actually did kill a bull and I was kind of in a holding pattern waiting until we figured out what we were going to do. And I watched a, a rainstorm move through uh, the valley we were in from the, the mountain I was sitting on. And I was just parked under a partially dead tree that was barely protecting me from the rain. But I mean, you could just watch this rainstorm rip through the valley and it was almost like a blanket, you know, lifting up off the, the grass. And, and it was, uh, it was, it was really just quite a Zen moment. I just sat there all by myself and I don't know if I've ever told anybody about that moment, but if I wasn't hunting, there'd be no reason for me to be out there and sitting under that tree um, waiting. I mean, sure. Some people go backpacking and they try to find a place to sit or whatever, but it's, it's, it's got me into some pretty crazy places. I've seen some great things and uh, I come back feeling better, like a better person after those moments. Um, so that's nice. Yeah, it's kind of my long answer, you know, and I, I've got a lot of other things I could say, but I'm trying to not waste all your time, you know. Well, I just I just have one follow-up question. So when you get tired of elk meat, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. No, there's some people out there who they say their family will only eat game meat that they've killed. And I, I can't do that because I don't hunt anything except for I only hunt elk. And elk are smart enough. Um, it's hard enough to hunt them that you don't get an elk every year. I'm on about one every three years and wow, uh, so your family's starving then right now. <laughs> no, we, we don't tend to do much beef. We may have a filet on a special occasion, um, but no, we'll do Turkey or something, you know, cause we like lean meat. Isn't that a bird? It is. Yeah. yeah he did. He did say he doesn't hunt birds. I'm yeah, so confused. Weird. Yeah. No, I don't like to hunt. Well, no, I, I actually guys, I would hunt a Turkey. Um, I, I believe it's very difficult to hunt turkeys. They can see color and they hear very well. The only reason I haven't done it is because, uh, I feel like it's a lot of work to get like 20 pounds of meat instead of coming home with 150 pounds of meat. I'd love to live the life where I don't eat any factory farmed animals, but it happens. Yeah. I can't draw that line completely. Uh, but we always eat lean meat and we, you know, we tend to get like turkey or chicken. And then just like I said, the fillets on the special occasion. What about fish? You guys we do eat, eat a lot of fish too. Yeah. Okay. Just salmon. We're not clever enough to cook anything but salmon, really. How do you cook salmon and not have the white stuff come out? Usually we uh, put it in foil and then put it on my smoker. And we don't necessarily smoke it, but it is cooked low and slow a little bit. You put it in a smoker, but you don't smoke it. I'm not going to the... ask how that's possible. We'll just we'll just keep it moving. <laughs> we're just going to continue on down this this jolly happy uh, yellow brick road that we're on right now, uh, and we're going to pull the gold. curtains aside. We have gold here in Colorado, Cody. We don't do yellow. Mm -hmm. We do gold. We're nuggets. Gold. Nuggets. The golden Aren't nuggets. Yes. Wearing a Lakers shirt. The Lakers also have gold in their color as well. So that's true. There was a gold rush in California too. That is correct. Little known fact, little known fact that the Lakers were actually initially going to uh, be planted in uh, Minnesota by way of Denver. And as they were driving the bus, they found them just it broke down in uh, Southern California. And so they that's where they ended up planting themselves. And then the uh, what ended up happening, again, really long story short, there was a basketball team that uh, took the mantle up from the Lakers. Lakers were survivors. They were just survivors. Sure they were overpaid. They were overpaid inaccurate. by quite a bit. And a lot of people inaccurate. turned a blind eye to a lot of things that they were doing that were would be considered foulish. Inaccurate. But, uh, you know, with the massive amounts of money, 
and the uh, unrelenting uh, willingness of officials in the area, they just did nothing but win. So it's, it's kind of a really long story. And money can buy wins. I mean, you know, money can uh, buy wins. And Dave, that is the typical response you hear from a bitter Nuggets fan. When oh no no no, no. I was I was explaining no not the basketball team Lakers. Listen, I was talking about the indigenous Lakers that were trying to go to Minneapolis. What is that? Uh, the land of some lakes, fruit and honey. Mm-hmm. Land, I like land of lakes. I use that on my toast every now and then. Yeah, but there's like it's ten thousand of them. I think in Minnesota. I've never had ten thousand lakes on my toast. I should try that. I mean, that's, that's a quite a variety I can have. I, I don't know why I just stick to the same. No, like there's options, and I think it's probably a little bit more salty the further east you go. Dave, mystery question coming your way. This is one you didn't uh, didn't even you had no idea what was coming. You're just going to hit you out of left field. Um, so look to your right so that it can. And and prepare you, yourself because this is going to be more of an essay question. Oh, I'm good at those. Yes, excellent. So, you heard me answer your hunting question, right? How long was that? Yeah, like ten minutes. Know, I don't even remember. I just I just turned off the. Microphone. We're basically going to edit the majority of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you ask, I answer. So please <laughs> hit me with your mystery question. I'm looking to the left now. <laughs> if you had to make a single job out of all of the passions that you you have, the IT, the hunting, the lifting, what would that job be? And following up on that, what would the job title be as well? The job title? Oh boy, yeah. I'm coming up with something here, man. But uh, take your time. I don't know take about the title. Take take That's your time, problem. Dave. We we've got at least another three or four hours for this podcast. Take your time. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, then I can talk about hunting for at least ninety percent of that. So we would provide the technology and the strength training facilities to allow people to go on hunts, and we would provide guides for those hunts as well. Wow. Okay, now, let's start with this. Let's start with this. What would your job be? Well, I'd be the CEO. I don't give a Duh. shit about CEO. Oh, and I'd be a hunting concierge. Be? Oh, uh, I would be, uh, well, that, that's a very good question. A fucking um, privileged white dude. Yes, dude. <laughs> what? No, oh. I, hunt, I said I'd be a hunting concierge. I thought that was a clever title. I thought that was my clever, Cody. I just, yeah, apparently that wasn't clever enough, Dave. I was just, yeah. I was still stuck on the whole CEO. That was not clever. I'll give you that. Um, so, uh, what would my title be? That's still a tough question. Uh, the that's the organization, right? And I'm the uh, really the guy who is the owner and founder. But I give myself a more clever title than that. Thank you. For purposes of this podcast, what would the company be called? Take your time, Ungulate please. Solutions. Ooh. Ungulate <laughs> Solutions. <Nice. laughs> what what exactly is the ungulate? Uh, a hooved animal like a deer. Oh, okay. It sounded like yeah. it sounded like metal that you find in, in a game like Minecraft. So I can see that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, an elk is an ungulate. A moose is a four-legged um, hooved animal. Yeah, like a, a dog. Some yes, yeah, actually, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if, if a dog had hooves, legs off, if you yeah. chopped its legs <laughs> off and you sewed a horse's legs to its shoulders. Uh, I'm picturing something not pretty right now. Well, what about pigs? Are they ungulates too? No, I don't believe they are. They, they have swine. 
We have I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm not a biologist. Give me a second here. I'm working my Google. We use Bing here Bing, on this podcast. Bing, so Bing is our yeah. Sponsor. I am using on this podcast. Bing to search for this right now. Well, why did you just say Google? I just said this Google. Google. I, for our audience. Yeah, I had my sponsors mixed up. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. yeah, pigs are ungulates. How about that? I know y'all are feeling really small right now. I'm gonna go ahead and just bask in my glory. Thank you. No, I'm not feeling small at all. I'm just proud of you. We wanted to lift you up and make you feel better mm. for this podcast. I am proud hey, of you. I didn't thank think you, you had it in you. I'll be honest. Thank you. Thank you. And Hulk, yes, clearly nobody would ever think you're small. Hulk. Yeah. Uh, the asterisks. Hi, my name is Dave. I'll be your hunting concierge today. Here's the technology we've used to locate the elk herd. And I hope you've been training in our facilities to make sure your stamina and strength is up to par for Ooh. finding and killing these animals. That's that his 30 second elevator pitch. Very nice. Wow. I absolutely love that. In fact, very possible that um, I'm going to steal that. Well, I could have done better. I think the killing part might turn some people away. It might. That's possible for people that don't want to kill things. Yeah. yeah they want other people hunting. to kill them. You go hunting so that you don't have to kill. Uh, you know, I, I, Joe Rogan says it a lot. So I, Who, Who's Joe Rogan? Uh, sorry. He's uh, another dude that talks about hunting. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. he's a hunter. He in no way a reflection of his popularity versus ours or anything like that. Uh, we can edit out that name and I'll just say that uh, amongst hunting communities, people say this, that factory farm food, on East coast, West coast, which communities exactly? Which hunting communities? Midwest, you know, the land of 10,000 lakes. Mm. Um, so butter and honey. Well, we're all in Colorado, right? So just the West factory farm food and having someone else kill the animal for you. It really, uh, it, it's a disconnection from your food. It's a disconnect from what you're eating. When I decided to pursue hunting as a hobby and become a hunter, you know, I, I became very protective of, in particular, the meat that I harvested. Man, would I avoid at all costs wasting it. But I do feel like people who just go buy something at the store and they don't want it anymore and they just trash it mm-hmm. and they don't give a shit. And you know, that was a living animal. And and that's where I said at the beginning that it's kind of a conundrum, like PETA wouldn't get it. But really, we care a lot about the animals we hunt. I will go through every effort possible to make sure that animal doesn't suffer. And I've not taken a lot of shots because I thought it might wound the animal. But yeah, so I just wanted to say that, that having someone else kill your food for you kind of causes a disconnect. And that's, so, that's, yeah. that's a very, very fascinating point. Uh, and it was a little bit of a it was yeah a little bit of a sidebar i apologize yeah, that's good. Uh, that's, that, that brings us some very very interesting points of just the the intimacy that you have like for instance the israelites they they have they have a way of being kosher with their meats and part of the kosher process is is honoring the life and killing the life in a very you know, in a way that, that they don't have to suffer. Yeah. And so, there's some intimacy there. And uh, when you just go to the store, you're right. You, there is no intimacy. You can just go pick up whatever meat you want and there's, there's no connection whatsoever. And then it makes it easy to just throw it away because there was never a connection to begin with. So that's, I've never thought about it in that, in that regard. So 
it is a good it's a conundrum but it's also very um very eye-opening to for a lot of people who don't see it in the same light and i think that if you get down to the discussion uh, and what this podcast has always been about it's about connection right finding the thing the commonality because if uh you know someone that says something's bad probably isn't thinking about it from the perspective of conserving and respecting the life and then ultimately not being wasteful right yeah absolutely yeah, no that's that's phenomenal i learned so much on this podcast because i, I never had the mindset of hunters going into it with this philosophy this mindset i you know and again it's my own ignorance but i always thought that it was more of the thrill more of a game more of the, the enjoyment of, of, of the process but not the actual rest of it which is obviously provide for your family and and the intimacy and and when when dave talked about not taking shots because he didn't want the animal to suffer that that was that blew my mind so yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad I got a chance to, to, to talk about it. I mean, and I also do know about like, you know, Cody mentioned Ireland, you know, I went to Ireland uh, a couple of years ago where you're not allowed to hunt and they mm -hmm. do have wild animals there and they hire professional hunters to go out and kill those animals because they have to be cold. Okay. Because there's no predators to kill them. Right. Because humans have killed the predators. I mean, mm -hmm. So humans are typically the problem, but, um, sounds about right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is, uh, uh, Cody mentioned earlier, hunting is conservation and, and, uh, and, and that's, that's how it is, uh, conservation. I mean, and it has to happen, whether you're going to pay some professional hunters to go just do it where you, you lose that connection we were just talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Or are you going to have a, a group of, uh, boy, I'd like to say that all hunters are just these ethical people. I don't know them all, but a group of people who are going to pay uh, to go hunt and they're going to build that connection and they're going to have a passion for it. And they, you know what, they really give a shit about the environment they hunt in. You know, Steve Ranella is a guy that I read all his books and he, he hosts the show called meat eater. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, he's also got a movie on Netflix called, uh, all the stars in the sky. It's really quite good. But he, he said growing up, he didn't even understand what the word environmentalist meant until he, uh, because he grew up being a hunter until he went to college and he said, Oh, environmentalists and hunters. Yeah. They're the same thing. <laughs> so it's true. It is yeah. so true. It, and, and that's again, kind of going back to, and to why we you know, built this podcast was, was about connection and love having people find similarities and finding you know, the, the levels to connect at. It's fantastic. Um, Dave, thank you. That that's that was deep, and it's cool to end on a note like that. That you know shows the more intimate, intimate aspects of why you're doing it, and share share you. You know, share you with the world. At least two point you know five million persons of the world, right. uh, soon to be much larger than that, right? On a rotating basis, of course. Yes. Shall we transition into the next segment, Cody? Why don't we transition? Um, I'd like to do this without any surgery, though. So from this point forward on the podcast, if you could just call me non-binary podcast host, the dragon, I would appreciate that. And that, you know, we can just transition like that. You're going to transition into uh, Caitlin Dramer. 
Yes, yeah, I'm going to let you respond to that. <laughs> all right, sorry, I talked over you, though. You go ahead. No, that's all you. I was going to let you respond to it. So I He's, assume, yes, that's all you, man. Caitlin Dramer, yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, that has a uh, gender specificity to it that I don't really, I'm not really comfortable with. That's true. I don't Which recall Dave using a gender by calling you Caitlin Dramer. Um, it's just has a gender connotation to it. And I prefer mm. to not have labels. So please what doesn't have a gender connotation, Cody. Well, if you just could please label me um, without using a label and just call me non-binary uh, podcast, the dragon. So if we just label you without using a label, huh? Yeah. I would appreciate to be labeled without a label. Okay. Gotcha. Word of the week. Beautiful. This oh, week, the word of the week, Dave, is by Tuperate. What's that the is first one of letter? the worst, most disgusting, and ass-ripping words I've ever freaking heard. Who the who would? That's poor. Oh my gosh! Just delete that shit. Well, I, I don't understand what the word was. I, I have to ask. But it was it a V? Yeah, would a V by Tuperate. Yeah, I don't know the word. I'm going to look it up. Is that okay? I'm just going to look it up on Bing. You're more than welcome to look it up. And I think Cody did an excellent job of giving the definition. Oh, is that what he was doing? That's exactly what he was doing. I see vituperative. I was being vituperative. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Or you could say he was vituperated. Yeah. Yeah. Good word. So should I be violent. quiet now and let you guys move on with your podcast? No, 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 not at all. Okay. No, that's just, we're just talking about the word of the week, which is to abuse or censor severely or abusively to berate as Cody normally does me on this podcast. So I'm just so thankful that you came on because someone else could be berated for once. So uh, douche. You can't really How do you feel about that, Dave? How do you feel about douche? Um, I, I like it. It's a combination of words and, uh, Sort of saying touche, which is like uh, sort of saying, yeah, you are victorious to, uh, but I also think you're a dick <laughs> all in one word. I think it was great. I don't, I don't think I could have defined it any better. <laughs> I think it was good. Hands down the best <laughs> definition we've ever had of a word of the week on this podcast. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. The best. Did you invent the word touche? I mean, Cody, and are you Cody, using it? Cody invented it. Well, I, I would say that I didn't invent the word itself. The context and the enunciation, maybe. Uh, but I believe that word has been in existence for quite some time. I've uh, never heard douche in my 44 years of existence before Cody called me that last year. Well, but you could say someone's douchey. And then you'd probably try to swing it a little bit with a douchey accent and say douche. But I, the way I heard it from Cody was it was like he was saying touche. Oh, touche. But douche. Am I, exactly, did I receive it properly? That's exactly how Cody does it because that's how smooth Cody is. I that's just want to let you both know that you're wrong ah. in so many ways. But in this particular area, you are correct. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for the most, Wait a minute, most was that was that a compliment or was that a backhanded compliment? I think the answer is yes. All right, there is a there is an affirmative somewhere in there. Thank you, Tori the Bull Henderson. That's your new nickname. It's no longer that sucker. It's the Bull. 
Is he bovine, elk? This is bison, buffalo. Yeah. Spanish. Bovine. Yes, I like that. I like that. Shout out to uh, Christopher Columbus for uh, coming up with the term buffalo. Yes, we and for finding. I may need to bing that one as well before this uh, podcast disengages to make sure I'm not completely smoking crack here. Yeah, please do, and it's okay if you smoke crack. Like we don't, we don't don't discriminate against drugs. Yeah, but it might make me make the wrong decision about certain facts, like buffalo versus bison. Well, have you ever done crack before, Dave? No, sir. So then you don't know if you're going to make terrible decisions or not until you've done crack. Really, it might make you really astute. Might be very focused thinking. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, you're right. I was being judgmental. judgmental about crack. You were, you were very judgmental. We don't do judgment here. We're a judgment-free zone here at Tadets. Yeah, we we don't ever make judgments against people, regardless <laughs> of the color of their language or their sexual uh, orientation of their words. I'm pretty sure that your language didn't have any color to it. Dave, so he was being very literal there. Very literal. In oh. fact, I can't even see your words. And you I've can't see my words? That's because I you don't have the done. subtitles on. Um, oh my uh, gosh. That's why I was, I was sitting here the whole time and I was like, where's my subtitle? Where is it? I'm just, uh, you could probably, what's going to struggle or make Corey struggle the most is that he's going to have to do all the mouse clicks. As I, was, as I was searching for the subtitles. Uh, no, I leave the mouse clicks in there because I feel like that makes it more authentic of a podcast that we're clicking mice. Was that my mouse that you're referring to? I no, have no idea mine. what Cody's referring to. Cody just likes to take subtle shots at everybody without being specific. I was just binging, and I apologize for any clicking noises that I may have I placed noises. into this podcast. I click noises okay. throughout the entire podcast, Dave, so you are perfectly fine. It clicks yeah. all good. We have I, I, a click track that we run in the background anyway. <laughs> Cody, you only didn't have subtitles on because you're used to watching anime and dubs. That is true. Well, that is very true. I have subtitles on in everything I watch. Well, see, and that's why he subs over dubs, Cody. Well, subs over dubs is fine. What I would what I would recommend in the future is that if they're speaking English, dub it into another language and then watch it without subtitles on. That would be an amazing experience to watch an American film dubbed in Spanish with English subtitles on. I think that sounds like a good way to practice learning your Spanish. Oh, excellent point. Especially if you're trying to learn French. Yeah, that too. I'm pretty sure French... Is not Spanish, Cody. I'm just saying it would help you learn French if you're watching Spanish with English subtitles, thinking about French letters and words and numbers and women. Excellent point. Everybody, thank you again for uh, listening to us. I want to thank Dave for coming on and blessing us with his presence, his wittiness. Most importantly, just his wisdom and we hope that you all can look at hunting in a different light and it in a different light because we know that the vast majority based on gallup and rasmussen polls is that the whole world hates us 
And so I hope that maybe you could have an open mind and consider that what the three of us do isn't so bad for humanity. Absolutely. You know, we're, we want you to feel sorry for us and pay us more uh, for what we do. And so we'd like to just let you know that without us, you'd be screwed. And basically one of the common threads through this whole podcast, if, if you got it, is that really we wake up and we piss excellence. It is front to back, back to front, inside out, front to back, flip around. No back. There's, there's no back. It's, it's all front. That's what I was saying exactly. Yes. Yeah, that was nailed it. So uh, I'm going to second you, Tori. Uh, it was a very insightful guest appearance by Dave. And appreciate your, your what you brought to us today, which uh, I think a lot of people will definitely appreciate and it'll resonate with a lot of a lot of folks. We don't want to close this out without saying the gratitude portion of of the podcast, which is you should be grateful for listening to this. That's correct. And we just want to you know express to you that we anticipate and expect your gratitude to be sent to us through the form of liking, subscribing, and uh, posting in our RSS feed so that we can circle back, tell you what to post so that you can ultimately post in a different flash point. That's kind of our goal. And so we just really want to be uh, grateful for your gratitude. And if you don't understand how to do the things that Cody just talked about, you can always reach out to Dave. He will provide his contact information here shortly, and he can build that solution for you. I'll translate it from Cody to Dave language, which most people understand. Excellent. Word. Thanks for joining us on this journey. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Make sure to check back with us to see where we end up next. Toodles. Toodles.